Hello, my dear one, and welcome to the Authentic Life Design Podcast, the place for dreaming boldly and being unapologetically yourself. Life design is all about taking your power back and intentionally creating a life based on your own rules, values, and understandings of success. Authentic Life Design is here to empower you to go beyond your inner limitations and design a fulfilling, free, and abundant life. Hi, my name is Vihra, I'm your host here, and I'm on a mission to inspire, empower, and guide people to overcome their inner doubts and find courage to live life boldly, fully, and fulfilled. With my coaching, I help aspiring boss babes to find their essence, gain knowledge and confidence, and build their own businesses. I'm so happy that you're here today, let's get started. Heyo! Welcome to episode number three of our December series. The whole month of December here is dedicated to Complete Alignment 2023, my current six-week coaching program, which is going to start in January, and it's going to prepare you for an year of proactively creating your life. We're going to reflect on the past year, we're going to set goals for the upcoming year, and we're going to go much more in-depth of what is truly stopping you from living the life you want, what is this life you want, um, and how to reach it in the upcoming year. So today, the initial um, name of today's podcast episode um, was the four strongest blocks that are stopping you from living the life you want, um, because I wanted to go in-depth of these four blocks. Interestingly, after creating a little poll on Instagram yesterday, um, a lot of you wrote that they actually have um, blockages around uh, confidence and the strongest stopper um, was the lack of confidence. And I decided to shift things a little bit. And today today we're actually going to speak about your inner subconscious programming and how this is actually stopping you from um, living the life you want and getting the things you want. Um, It's going to be a little bit like a lesson. There is a lot I want to share and how things are interconnected between our beliefs and thoughts and feelings and the results we see in our life. Um, So this is what we're going to dive in in just a little bit. But as in every episodes, I really want to first dive into our weekly update. Um, The day that I'm uh, recording this is the 21st of December, so it's really close to the Christmas holidays. Um, And in the past couple of days, I've been reconnecting with friends, um, with my family, and I realized how much I miss this and how often I actually prioritize work over some of my social connections. Um, And there are, like I always speak about the seasons in life and how sometimes one thing in our life is becomes a priority and it's taking a little bit more energy and time. And in another moment, another thing is on the top, but For some months, um, and I really don't want to say it, but maybe even for years, I've been really prioritizing work. When you want to start your own thing, when you're really passionate for what you do, it's normal to (laughs) overly focus on your work and really wanting into um, to work out and making things. And I guess I'm currently in a phase where... um, I'm seeing how much friends and family and connections are just so important. And I guess the whole December was actually for that. And it's interesting because I initiated it. Like in my notebook, I wrote that I do want more quality time with my friends and family in December. Um, And I didn't know that it's going to come in this way. (laughs) But yeah, what I want to share with this here is that I have a past of being... um, a complete overworker. I've been to a place of burnout a couple of years ago. And if you want to read my whole story, you got to check your mail or check your Instagram. I shared it a couple of days ago um, of how I transitioned from someone who was constantly working on different projects. And um, I was never having time to rest. I Work was, and unfortunately still is, such a big priority of my life that a lot of the other spheres sometimes are um, lacking my attention, let's call it that way. Um, And I'm sharing this here very vulnerably because I want to remind you, no matter in which sphere um, or 
season in life you are right now um, to not let others completely go out of your attention because you're gonna miss them a lot afterwards. So I know we can't be these perfect human beings that our attention is like 100% around it and we're our best in every sphere. This is not possible and this is not something we should read, like try even to do because we're humans and we um, have just as much energy as we can, but know your priorities. Know your priorities because sometimes um, you might not be giving enough attention to something that is a big priority for you. This is what I want to say. Um, And another weekly update or I guess reminder in a way is that, as I said, we're approaching the Christmas holidays. um, And this is a very interesting time. And I want to remind us to set boundaries, set the right boundaries for the upcoming days around Christmas, around New Year's. And even if you're listening to this podcast episode um, later, maybe in the summer next year, um, still, maybe, check your boundaries because we have control over um, the boundaries that we set. How far we want to go in particular topics. Do we want to engage with particular people? How much we want to, um, to talk to them and just really... The more we know what triggers us in particular relationships, um, the more we know where to set our boundaries. And I'm saying this now before Christmas because family um, relationships are very hard. No matter how much we love one another, no matter how much we love our parents, our siblings, it's very complicated because we've been this child that has been very hurt and lonely sometimes and misunderstood and now we're this grown-up that is still healing from these past wounds Um, and even though in our everyday life maybe we're getting our shit together and we're really good when we go back to the family energetics things from our childhood are often brought up or triggered and I want you to sit on these Christmas dinners and meet your friends around Christmas with clear boundaries for yourself, where you want to go and where you don't want to go and who you are now and who you no longer want uh, to be reminded of, let's say. Um, I'm saying this because in my family, there is a reoccurring um, energetic of us saying the funny old times and how I was as a kid and what mistakes I've done as a kid or uh, same thing with my brother. And it's like a joke, like something that is very funny. However, it's unlocking um, very weird feelings in me. And sometimes I don't want to go in these conversations and I don't want to hear this story for like 27th time this year. So try to think about what are your boundaries around this Christmas? Who are you ready to let go of in a way and maybe not try to win their attention and really prove them how good you're doing and how well your life is? Um, because this is another thing that comes up around us meeting with family. Like we really want to show, hey, we're doing great. But our ideas of great are changing. Our parents' idea of great are changing. So yeah, It's normal to be triggered around Christmas. It's normal to feel resistance to going to certain places. It's normal to um, be angry sometimes, be sad, feel hurt. Um, And I, I want you to know that this is somehow the theme of Christmas. And I want you to see it with new eyes that are more curious than hurt and scared. Maybe see what things really come up for you and why. Why are they? Maybe these are wounds that you still haven't healed in one or another way or things that you have to maybe look into a little bit and start digging in them. So let's choose curiosity and let's also choose self-love this Christmas for who you are now and respecting you as a person feeling your feelings, feeling your emotions. And whenever you feel like something is a no, going to a particular event, speaking with someone, um, doing something when it's a no, just listen to your body this Christmas and be like, okay, I I feel like it's a no. Let's see. Let's um, uncover a new way of thinking and being. Because Christmas in the end of the day, it's not about the presents you're going to buy. It's not about the person you're going to prove yourself to be in front of your family. It's really about connection. For me, Christmas is about connection. Um, 
And yes, it's about the gifts, but the gift of attention, the gift of love, the gift of care, and really spending time with one another. And sometimes I'm really fed up in my family when I've really done my best to have a wonderful time. And then my parents go in patterns that they don't even know they're going into. And it's okay sometimes to say, you know what, stop, stop right now. I don't want to hear any more of this conversation. Let's listen to this music and just, yeah, let's shift the topic. Thank you. Or go on a walk <laughs> or I'm going to go on a walk and just find ways to navigate this. It's normal. It's really normal in families to go in this um yeah topics and i guess yeah i said i said what i needed to say i want you to be mindful i want you to really love yourself and focus on the time you're spending with people that it's quality that it's nice that you're really giving them love and attention um not expensive christmas presents not so much of your ego but rather real raw connection And another thing I want to remind us all of, me included, is to really rest. Like, yes, if you're in a nine to five job, no matter what like circumstances are, now we all as a collective have time to rest. We have time to be with our family, to maybe for a second not be into the work mode, in a creation mode. And it's easy even in these moments to not rest properly. So I want to ask you, how are you, how do you rest the best? <laughs> how do you, like, what are your even activities or um, what is your best way of just pampering yourself and feeling good and recharging? Because this is what I think the holiday is for. And sometimes we don't use it properly and we actually overgive ourselves to, as I said, family, friends, connections, going here and there and to this party and buying this present and creating like cooking. And sometimes we can just like time can just disappear. And it's 4th of January or I don't know, no matter which January and you're back in the same circle of to-dos and things and yeah let us rest let us be bored for a moment i believe these um stops from time to time these moments of rest these moments of maybe not doing nothing are really really good because these are the moments where you can look back and reflect a little bit where am i what is going on in my life am i happy how do i feel and maybe take some time to look back on the year um, behind us, the good things that happened. Give yourself credit for the good things that happened. Uh, I'm actually going to record another podcast episode right before New Year's. I'm going to try, I hope, <laughs> uh, which is going to be interactive for us to together uh, reflect on the past year. Because for me, it's not healthy to just jump from one thing to the other, to the next, to the next, to the next, because you never have time to enjoy, to to. to Take the lessons to really know what's going on. So let us rest. Let us be bored. Maybe jump out of social media for a while. Um, do whatever feels right for you and really find even one day or half a day where it's going to be your best rest day. <laughs> yes. So let's dive into the topic. As I said, um, today's topic is very, very intertwined and connected with Complete Alignment 2023. It's a program I created because I know how important it is to set goals. But even more than that, I know how superficial this can stay if you don't go deeper in your identity, in your intentions, in truly a life you want to create, the clarity of where you want to be and how these goals um, are connected with that. So um, the program is going to stay open until 31st of December. Um, so you have still time to look into it, to think about if it's something that is right for you and you want to join us. It's a group program. We already have four beautiful souls that have joined. Um, and if you're listening this real time until 23rd um, of December, which is a Friday, I have a giveaway um, and maybe you can participate and you can win your spot into it. So, as I said, initially, today I wanted to talk about the four stoppers, um, the biggest things that are stopping you from living the life we want. And I'm still going to go over them, uh, just we're going to dive much, much deeper into one of them. So, I wrote um, 
four main things that I see in my clients and also in people generally when it comes to um, life design, what they struggle with. First thing is lack of clarity, lack of clarity of the life you want to create um, and just knowing what you're actually striving for, where you are now, where you want to be, what is this place that you want to be, why is it that way? And I feel like the first thing that you can do in order to solve or start making progress in this position of lacking clarity um, is asking yourself questions, asking yourself deep questions of, okay, what do I truly want? And sometimes it helps to talk to someone, someone it helps to talk into um, with a coach, with a therapist, with anyone or with a friend, or maybe just write down things, write down questions. Where do I want to be in a year? What do I want to create with my life? Where do I see myself in three years? How do I want to grow in my work? Um, what are the things I want to create? And start, I know that the first initial answer is often, I don't know, or where do I even start? But start somewhere, start somewhere and just write down because this phase lacking clarity is not something that you once have it and then you solve it and then you have it clear because life doesn't work like that life comes in <laughs> circles and every now and then I do have these moments where I lack, lack clarity because you've set a particular vision or a goal or anything you want to achieve and then two years three years later you achieve that or you're moved very close to that and now you have a new vision and now you want other things we, we can constantly want more anyway so it's oftentimes you're gonna lose this sense of clarity of where i am who am i what is important for me we change as people so it's very normal to have it every now and then but it's also important to learn how to navigate this phase and know how to bring more clarity into your life and clarity always comes through curiosity, through asking questions and through digging deeper than the I don't know um, and finding your answers little by little. And don't be scared that the first thing might not be the right thing. Um, there's no right or wrong. This is just a process of you uncovering um, what's inside. So yeah, the first thing was lack of clarity. And if you've, you're in this phase right now, really dig deeper, start asking yourself questions. The second thing was lack of plan. And interestingly, this was the one with less um, results or like uh, very few of you answered that they have a lack of plan, which is really cool. Uh, but in case you are somehow having the clarity but lacking the plan, I think it comes often um, because when we start creating a plan, we see the bigger picture. Let's say you have now this clarity of the things you want to do, the people you want to become, and it's just too much. It's just really too much. And because this is something that you might stretch within a span of a year or two years or three years, or even lifetime or 10 years, I don't know. And when you start making a plan, you're like, where the fuck do I start? Like, what is the first thing that I can do? And here, the answer of how to navigate this phase is really start really small and ask yourself, what is one action I can do today to move closer? to just do something. What is the first little tiniest step that I can do today and move from there? And then ask yourself, okay, maybe, okay, if I think about this week, what can I do this week? You don't have to take the whole thing and work on seven spheres of this project now you have. Um, I see this a lot with Kickstart Your Business, my program where I support people starting their businesses. You want to start in all of the spheres. I'm going to gain clarity of what I want to do. I'm going to find out my niche and my target audience and I'm going to rock the marketing and I'm going to start a newsletter and I'm also going to do these events. You can't. You can't. I mean, you, you probably can. You're just going to burn out yourself and you don't, you don't need to do everything in the same time. Start little by little, just be consistent and truly focus on the tiniest step and the progress you're making with these tiny steps every single day or every other day, no matter how much you can dedicate, uh, time you can dedicate to that. <clears throat> so that's it. Um, the third thing and the one that gathered most answers was the lack of confidence. And maybe I'm just going to skip it for now. Go to the fourth one, because as I said, the whole episode today is actually going to be dedicated to the lack of confidence because 
under lack of confidence, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of thoughts um, that we feel about ourselves, like I'm not good enough. Uh, I just can't do it. I know I'm going to fail. Someone else can do it better. I'm not capable of doing this. Um, it's a mix of a lot of different thoughts and feelings. So let's keep it for now. I'm going to continue with the fourth one and then we're going to come back. The fourth one is a lack of consistency. And I see this a lot. I see it also with myself and I feel like totally not a scientist and this is totally not proven, but I feel like this is a generational thing. We as Gen Z, Y, whatever, millennials, um, have a very little attention span. And for some reason, we just can't be patient. And we want things to happen right now in this moment. Um, and we really, as I said, don't have the patience and consistency to continue doing one thing and putting our energy in one thing for a longer time. And I think this is a problem. And I think that this is a muscle or let's say a skill that we are losing more and more when it comes to um, social media and how our world is looking like looking right now. Um, I think that consistency and being consistent, being patient is a muscle we got to train. I think I shared a couple of episodes ago um, that I started watching these uh, documentaries about rock climbers. And I was blown away how rock climbing in order, actually in any sport, but let's take the example of rock climbing. In order to climb a particular wall, you got to go there every single day for maybe months and years and to learn every single step and to try and fail and try and fail and try and fail and continue showing up and continue doing this. And I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, I'm so far away of this mentality because I, I'm totally going to give up on the third try saying I'm not good enough. And of course you're not good enough. You, <laughs> I mean, you got to learn how to be patient and cons consistent and know that you got to invest time and energy for something to like, you can't always harvest like results super, super fast in your life. Sometimes it takes time. And I think that this is the reason why we don't have consistency and why we change our attention so fast because we want something to work out and it's not working out as fast as we want. And it's like, okay, I failed. I'm going to start again a new thing or, oh, I, I feel this is boring now. Um, and we constantly want something new and more exciting and new. And I'm totally in with this together. I'm a multi-passionate person who is a coach and a dancer. And I was helping out with movies last years and was doing so many different things. I, I teach dance my life really, it's amazing, but looks um, like my attention goes in so many directions and it's so tiring. But one thing that I learned is that the more you focus yourself and you stay consistent in one thing, the more it's going to be successful. I mean, look at every example of someone who is successful around you or you consider successful. Have they changed their attention and energy every single month or every year? Or have they just been very even stubborn in one direction and learning patience? Yeah, I'm gonna let you find an answer to that for yourself. So as I said, I don't, I, I can't give you many tips here because this is something I'm also trying to teach myself right now to be patient and to be consistent. So let's be in this together and if you find um, if you have any advice or any tool that you know or something that has helped you, please share it with me. Share it um, in any way that can reach me. Um, and I would love to communicate this with my audience. Um, and maybe us together, we can bring, bring ourselves clo closer to consistency. A couple of you sent me some limiting thoughts and beliefs they have. And I also want to mention them here because I know that this might be something that you also struggle with. Um, so one of the answers was that one thing that stops you from living your most beautiful and successful life, the life of your dreams, is that you're thinking too much what the others will think or say. And I feel like this is connected to validation and searching, constantly seeking validation from the outside. So not so much focusing on yourself, of what you want to do, of what your understanding of life is, but being 
maybe constantly with one eye focusing on the others and being like, okay, is this right now what I said or what I'm doing? And the moment where you start putting your whole attention and energy in yourself and knowing why you're doing this and why it's so important for you um, is going to be really um, life-changing. And one thing that made me feel a little bit more assured um, and not seeking so much validation on the outside was finding my own definitions of what is a cool, successful person. There was this um, concept that I heard from one of my mentors, which was called becoming the coolest person I know. So when there's finding your definition of who was the coolest person um, I could imagine in this life. Like what is cool or what is successful or what is admirable. Um, so you find your own definition and then finding ways how to live up to these expectations because then you know you're living by your own rules and you're living by what is true and cool and nice and whatever word you want to use for yourself. And I'm going to tell you in this moment, you're not going to care anymore about others because you're going to be like, hey, I am the coolest right now because I know how important these values are for me and I am living them every day. Um, so I guess this helps you move forward a little bit. Mm, another answer was, I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough. Um, and this is connected to our topic um, that we're going to dive into. So I'm not going to um, blubber much on that. And one really lovely one was, I don't have enough time to work on this vision. Um, so this happens in a moment where your vision is actually very clear and very big. So you have huge ideas for your life, things you want to reach, things you want to do. And um, I think this is really connected with, again, consistency and patience. Being patient and understanding that um, you don't have to do all of this in just one year. You also don't have to do it in two years. I mean, I don't know how old you are right now, but imagine how many more years you have in front of you. And I know we have this idea with aging that sometimes, oh, I'm too old to do a particular thing or I'm too old now to do something. First, I don't buy that. I don't think um, I'm more, I, I think that this is more a mindset than, a, than truth. Um, so rather see the whole span of years that it's really in front of you and see how you can match this vision in the span of 10 or 20 years and not in two because I assume you're probably trying to fit this vision into two years. And when you have this kind of a like zoomed out bigger picture and you know, okay, in 10 years, I actually want to do this and that. See, what can you do? Check off this list next year. One tenth, again, one tenth of this vision. How can you fit, put it in one year? Where do you want to start? Um, what is the first thing that you want to tackle from this list or ideas? Um, so it's not overwhelming you and you're also not trying to squeeze 7,000 things in your list because when you do that, you're going to be overworked, constantly tired, and you're going to lose the whole fulfillment and excitement and joy of actually working on your vision and seeing things becoming true. All right, so let's dive more into the lack of confidence that so many of you answered with and wrote me. You know, I've been talking on this podcast a lot about how to build confidence by doing things. This is one of the previous podcast episodes. And I want to now give you a new perspective of confidence because a lot of what confidence is, it actually steps on the things that we believe about ourselves, the core beliefs we have. And this is what I also call the inner programming um, of our life, of how we act and just move through life because the belief system that we have about us is connected to the thoughts we think, the feelings we feel, the decisions we make, and also the results and experiences we see in our life. And you see how these things connect in something like a circle. And maybe, I don't know where you're at right now listening to this podcast. If you're at home, if you have a notebook somewhere close to you, maybe grab it because, um, it's going to be a complex circle of things I'm going to explain to you. And maybe draw, drawing it um, is going to help you make a little bit more sense. Um, or if you don't have a notebook, just continue listening. And maybe I'm completely wrong and you're going to get it all just by listening. So I want you to imagine a circle. And on this like big circle, we're going to put a couple of stages. Uh, it's going to be five steps that go in circle. 
And we're going to start in the first one. And this is going to be your circle of like inner programming. The first one is the belief, your beliefs of who you are. When I ask you, tell me about you, who are you? Not what you work, not like your identity. And this often sounds like I am not good enough. I am a failure. I am unlucky. I am someone who procrastinates. I'm a procrastinator. I am. And what's yeah, what follows after this I am? Because this is going to show you what you believe about yourself. And here you're going to be really honest, um, uncovering what is deep down there. And oftentimes these beliefs are something that we have concluded in our life when we didn't know better. When we were trying things in the past and it was never working out and we concluded, okay, so I might be the reason, I must be the reason because I don't have any better answer. And this concludes that I am a failure. I am different. I am weird. I am not lovable because apparently no relationship in my, my life works. So I want you to go into understanding this belief you have about yourself. Because from this belief that you have cultivated at some point in your life, in your past, mostly in your childhood, um, you have particular thoughts based on that. So let me explain. Maybe let me give you my um, example. I've shared oftentimes here on the podcast that I had a huge belief that I am not lovable, I am weird, and I am different. This was my narrative. The first time I did this exercise, I understood that I have myself for a weird person. I'm just, there's something weird with me, with the things I do, I say, how I behave. Um, and I'm also not lovable just because I didn't have any relationships back until this moment. Mm, no man was somehow interested in me or they were going after a certain period of time. So this was my conclusion. Why? Because I didn't know better in this moment. And this was what made sense for me. And this was what saved me back then somehow. This was the conclusion. However, when I started going through my life, this was stopping me in so many ways because I, let's say next time I met someone nice and I started imagining that maybe this time it could work out, the first thing that came because of my belief was I can do this. This, this will fail. This won't work. They're not going to answer me anymore. They're going to stop writing me. They're not going to call back. This was the first thought because it was based on this belief. Same with the weird thing. Um, when I was meeting new people, I was like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm weird. When they were asking me what I do, because I was thinking I do so many weird things and it's overwhelming, I didn't even want to say it. And I was like, oh my God, what, what are you going to think of me? Oh, this is so stupid. Oh, I am so stupid. And your inner conversation, which we're, by the way, we're not aware of, like you don't know what your mind is constantly telling you. You just have the feeling of it. But it sounds really bad because you're constantly by this belief system. You're just making yourself feel small and bad and you're talking to yourself in a way that you would never talk to anyone else. So when I'm speaking about thoughts, it's mostly this kind of inner dialogue and inner chatter of things you're saying yourself. And as I said, when I'm this belief, maybe it's one, but it's core and it's showing up in many different life spheres for you. But your conclusion always it's, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Oh my God, I, I, I'm always failing. Oh my God, I'm just so weird. Why am I so weird? <laughs> And here to say that we're all in this together. We all feel it. We all think it. But I want you to be aware of this process. So let's go back to our circle. We have step one, which is the beliefs. And now we're rolling back, uh, going to the step two, which is thoughts. From your beliefs, you have thoughts. And from these thoughts, you have step three, which is your feelings. Based on what you're saying to yourself, based on your inner, this inner dialogue, you feel particular feelings of fear. Fuck, I'm going to fail. Am I going to fail again? Shame. Oh my God, I'm so weird. I am so different. I am so, such a, I don't know, dumbass for saying this or doing this. Sometimes it's helplessness. If you're someone who is, um, who have this identity of being lazy or being a procrastinator. It's like, I don't know how to help it. I'm just this person. It's helplessness. It's anger. 
it's a lot of different feelings, as I said, that come out of these thoughts. And this is the thing with our subconscious that if we're not aware of the inner dialogue, this is whatever. We are feeling the feelings. We might not understand where they come from because we still don't know the inner dialogue and we don't know how we talk about, uh, talk to ourselves about that. We might not even know the belief, but oh my God, we know the feeling. I know you can connect with me on this one because you've felt this shame and you felt lonely and you felt this fear and you felt this anger. And from here, in this particular moment, we come to a place where we have to make decisions and we make decisions from these thoughts and feelings and beliefs. So step number four is decisions. In these feelings, when you feel fear and shame and helplessness and loneliness, you never make powerful decisions about your life and your growth and getting out of your comfort zone. No, you, you constantly want to stay small and protected because you feel that you're not protected and you just want to do anything that will just keep you safe and warm somehow and hugged. Because you don't trust the world, you don't trust yourself, you feel these things of being weird um, or different or wrong or a failure or whatever it is. And you may mostly take decisions to protect yourself because you need protection, because you're in this survival mode of, I need to do something to somehow survive with this feeling. And here is the problem. When we make decisions based on that, when we decide to not go for the job that we want, um, not try out this idea that we have, not speak about particular things in our relationship, not mentioning a topic with a friend, not, I don't know, just not facing this and staying in our comfort zone and staying small, there's no way that a change is going to happen because we're still in the same circle of events. So what's happening after the decisions? The fifth step, the last step is results and experiences. So based on these decisions, we make particular experiences, which oftentimes, because we're in the same circle, just conclude to us and prove to us Ah, of course, I knew that's going to happen. I knew that I'm not going to take this job. I knew that I'm not going to meet my dream partner. I knew that he's not going to call. So you're just finding proofs again and again for yourself to show yourself, yeah, look, I was right. I knew that I'm shit. I knew that I'm not going to make it. And again, not shaming anyone here. I've been there. <laughs> I know what this is. But you got to understand that this is your inner programming. And how you, until now, if you haven't been aware of this, if you've done this unconsciously, this is your autopilot. And you're not wrong or you're not guilty of doing this in any way because this is just what you knew. But now with this understanding that once you change or at least you question your beliefs, maybe you're going to start thinking different thoughts. Maybe you're going to feel different feelings. Maybe this is going to make you make new decisions and here the magic happens when you start seeing different results because you said to yourself, I'm not this person anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. A life designer, what I believe is a life designer, is from your beliefs creating experiences and in this way having effects on your life. You know that in the last podcast episode, I was speaking about manifestation, which sounds more like complex and woo-woo and energetic and stuff. But here, let me simplify it for you. What you believe for yourself, this is what you're going to live. What you believe you are, this is what you're going to live. And this is the only difference between you and other people that you look up to. Think about it. What are their beliefs about themselves? So they are there. And the only thing that is stopping you from you believing the same things and being there is you finding proofs that you're maybe something different that you have believed for yourself until now. And how this looked for me was I said to myself, fuck, I, I really don't like living my life with this idea that I'm not lovable, that no one's going to love me, that I'm weird. Like, if this is my narrative, if this is how I'm telling my story, of course, nothing better will come true. And I started saying, cool, you know what? Let's say that for a moment, maybe I am lovable. Okay, this feels really weird. Start to, it was starting to find different um, affirmations, let's say, for myself and finding different proofs, which were showing me that I'm not unlovable. 
that actually a lot of friends were around me and they were giving me love. And I was like, okay, so someone wants to take care of me. And I was seeing these men that they were coming in my life and were doing small gestures. So you start finding new proofs. And this is what I actually want to inspire you with this whole thing to question really question this belief that you have about yourself right now and tell me is this 100% without a question without it's is it completely true do you know for sure this is true when you're saying that you're lazy when you're saying that you're a procrastinator when you're saying that you're whatever you're saying to yourself you are because you haven't been born with that you've been raised with that it's not something from your identity that it's in your genes i don't believe that i don't buy into that I believe it's something that you learned throughout your childhood. You started finding proofs throughout your whole life. And I'm going to tell you why this works the way it works. And this is why you believe it right now. But it's not the complete truth. It's your choice. A choice you've made in a survival mode. Maybe it's weird to understand why we did that choice. But it's something you chose to believe for yourself to save yourself in this particular situation. But right now, looking at it with a different eyes, is this really helping you? It's something you concluded for yourself when you didn't know better. When you were in this survival mode, because you couldn't explain a particular situation in your life. And we always say, okay, so I must be the reason. Let's see what's wrong with me. But then growing up, you start understanding that maybe that's not completely true. And maybe, just maybe, you're born perfect and you are as you are. And you're living your life as you're living it. And this is it. But you have a chance to shift from this old I am to a new one. And one thing I wanted to mention before is something that it's called the reticular activating system. So our brain is always constantly filtering for us proofs and proofs based on the beliefs we have. No matter what you set your attention onto, you're going to see more of. If you set your attention to a yellow car today, I can promise you that you're going to see two yellow cars, minimum. If you set your attention on positivity and care and gentleness, you're going to see examples of that. If you set yourself for, um, I don't know, no matter what we set our focus into, we're going to see it. You can read into that, the reticular activating system. It's really interesting how our brain is sometimes cheating us. It's weird, but true. Um, so yeah, and what I want to, I guess the, the, the whole thing I want you to conclude from here is that, okay, until now, maybe just maybe I've been living in survival mode because I believe some weird shit about myself. What if I have an essence mode? Mode in which I'm concluding for myself that I am right just as I am. I am perfect, not right. I'm perfect just as I am. I'm born in this particular way. And... I am on my right way, I'm on my right path. And maybe as a child, I've been hurt in one or another way, but now I'm gonna heal from that. I'm gonna choose a new narrative for my past and my present. When you're in survival mode, you have no energy because you're constantly protecting yourself and you're living in fight or flight or you're just wondering where the next challenge and thing is gonna come from. And when you're in essence mode, you have this mega trust in the universe because you know that nothing is here to do you wrong nothing is here to hurt you yes you might feel emotions but life is not against you and you're here to play and to experience yourself and to express yourself and to have fun and this is the moment where you feel constant energy to do stuff and be and you're full of energy because you're living your essence and I know it might sound a bit too spiritual but this is the shift that I've created for myself the past two years I was in a survival mode I hated meeting new people because I didn't know what they're gonna say about me and how what label they're gonna put on me because I was putting on myself these labels based on what my parents were telling me or what my previous men I met in my life, how they were reacting and what they were saying. And then I chose to rewrite my past and tell it in a different way and see myself in a different way and start seeing the good in me and the love I'm giving and the tries I'm doing in this life. And currently I live in an essence mode. And I'm very proud to say that because I'm not afraid of changes. I'm not afraid of anything. 
actually. I'm re living a very joyful life where I'm just trying out new things and I'm experimenting and I'm failing and I'm learning and I'm trying. And I meet people with open hand and arms because I know not, no one from them is going to hurt me. And this is a very good place to be. And I'm trying to give you the steps of how to, to be there. And I've actually written down through like real steps how to um, to come to this place. So let's dive into this. What to do to get out of your inner programming and maybe reprogram yourself in a new way. So the first thing you got to do is to first understand and be aware that you're in a programming, that you're living and all of the thoughts and feelings and decisions you've done until now, they come out because of a particular belief you have. And also the second step is understanding that we're all in this programming. So we all believe different shit about ourselves. And this is why we do particular things and we say particular things and we accept things in a particular way. So we, you are in this programming. We are all in this programming. And the third thing is to create peace with your past, your wounds, your, the things that hurt you and the things you've done or said to yourself and also to others. Because now that you know that you're in a programming, you're like, oh my God, this is why I said this to myself. This is why I've constantly been so mm, harsh on myself and on others. This is why I've been reacting on particular things. And to be honest, this is not a nice phase to be in because you start feeling very bad about yourself in the past and in this current moment. And you're like, wow, sorry, self. I've been a real ass to you. <laughs> And this is not a phase that you stay for three minutes and then you go away. It's process. It's a big process of uncovering this programming and stepping into a new one, choosing this new one. So the fourth step afterwards would be to identify your main I am. As I said, when I was speaking about the belief, what is your main belief? What do you believe about yourself right now? This might sound like I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I am alone. I've always been alone. I'm a loser. No one's searching for me. No one wants to spend time with me. I am a bad person. I am unlucky. I haven't deserved that. I'm just not right as I am. There's something like generally wrong with me. And I want you to find explanation for yourself of how this particular sentence this belief have served you in the past. Why have you concluded that? Why do you believe that? What was this moment in your childhood when you were so perplexed of the situation that you were like, ah, so I'm just weird and no one want to call me. This is what it is. I'm just a bad person. I'm just a stupid person. This again, not a great phase to be in, but important one. Because when you find the explanation of why you concluded this in the first place, you're going to be able to make sense of this whole story and this whole programming. Step number five, big one. But what is the emotion beneath that? You got to feel it. You got to tap into the, this feeling of fear, this feeling of shame, of sadness, of loneliness. And you got to stay, stay with it. And you got to, you know, this sentence, you got to feel it to heal it. But this is true. You can't move through this whole process without grieving it, without expressing your emotions and just suppressing and being like, yeah, it's going to be okay. No, no, no. You got to put them out. You got to feel them. And they're not scary. You're capable of doing this. You got to sit down and based on these thoughts and this inner dialogue that you have had with your, in your head, how did, is this really making you feel? It made me feel so lonely and so sad and so hopeless in moments. And I sat with this and I was hugging myself through this the whole time. And I was like, it's okay. I'm sorry that I've, I'm hurting you right now and that I've been hurting you for such a long time with my thoughts and words. And the moment where you're able to let go of all of that you're going to be able to transform and you're going to feel your essence. You're going to see that beyond this emotion of fear, shame, sadness, loneliness, there is this emptiness of just light. 
which is you, which is your essence. Beneath all of this, beneath the anger, the loneliness, there is light. And slowly you're going to shift in a new narrative, finding a new I am. I am light. I am a lovable bubble. (laughs) I am trying every day to become a better person. I am actually pretty cool to hang out with. I am not different. I'm actually super interesting. Find a new I am. Start finding proofs for this. And here the thing is that we can trick this reticular activating system because we can focus on a different I am, different belief, and we're going to see different proofs. And by the way, this is why affirmations sometimes work, or at least how I apply positive affirmations in my life. I'm not just stating something. I'm stating all of the things that I still don't believe about myself, but I truly want to shift my um, program to believe the things that um, I am currently struggling with. So sometimes when I have shame or um, insecurities, when I'm posting online, when I'm recording a podcast, I start repeating to myself, I am actually reaching people with the things I say. I know I have um, uh, influence, like a positive influence in someone. Someone needs to hear these things today. Um, I am safe. I am safe for saying my opinions. I am safe for sharing my lessons. And this is helping me a lot. So this is it. This is the whole circle of inner programming I wanted to share with you, which was connected to confidence, because I hope that it opened your eyes a bit on why you might lack some confidence because of this core belief. Because it's nice to tell you, yeah, do things and you're going to change your feeling of confidence for yourself, which is true. But like it's very possible that you're not going to even do these actions because the core belief is there and it's stopping you because it wants to keep you safe. As I said, all of these things, all this inner programming is there to keep you safe. So we love it. We love that it's trying to for us to not, um, uh, I don't know, go lost in life, but it's also sometimes getting us lost in life. What I told you today, everything that I just shared is the core, it's the backbone of what we're going to work on in Complete Alignment 2023. This program, as I said, is not a superficial goal setting. It's not about, let's think about what is going to be cool to live next year. It's about digging deeper and uncovering all these things and sitting with these emotions and unpacking them and be there for being there for each other. And also with time shifting through a new identity, an identity of essence of who you truly are and who you truly can be in this life. So if you want to sign up for that, if you want to be a part of that, of these six weeks of coaching, of sharings, um, you still have time until the 31st of December. So go on my Instagram page or look into the show notes here below. I have left a link where you can sign up. There is a payment plan. Plant, plant, payment plan. <laughs> I've created a payment plan. Now I said it. Um, and you can pay in two installments. You don't have to transfer the whole sum of money already in the start if you don't have it. I know it's Christmas. I know it's financially hard month for us. But yeah, if you feel the pull to do that, I'll be so happy to guide you. I'll be so happy to walk this path with you. And it's been the most transformational path that I've been on ever. Um, and it feels good. So that's it for today. Have a wonderful Christmas. Really rest, enjoy time, be present. Um, Disconnect to connect some time is good. And I'll see you very soon. Mm.